Okay, I'm ready. Welcome to Nerdy Thursday. That was obnoxious. (laughs) What the... (laughs) It's Thanksgiving morning, and I'm not opening a beer at 8 a.m., so... (laughs) I added hazelnut vodka to my coffee. Oh. Well, okay. I don't feel so bad anymore. (laughs) Ooh, that is tasty. The world was big and cruel, and cold and gray and sad. But Nerdy Thursday came up and made everybody glad Because after that they had a whole lot more stuff to do with their minds And they left the gray old square world behind Nerdy Thursday, you're the man, I hope you'll be my friend Welcome everybody to Nerdy Thursday We're you two hosts, Sean and Mitch, and we're just a couple of guys who like beer, games, and nerd culture in general My name is Sean and with me, as always, is Mitch. What's up, dude? Um, actually had a pretty shitty week. Oh? Yeah. One, doctor called me fat, said I had to lose weight. <laughs> Two, the same doctor, told me she was going to shove a camera up my ass. <laughs> is that why it was, as you put it, shitty? Yeah. <laughs> Butt stuff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice. Did you? <laughs> I think that's gonna be have to, have to be one of our first videos we put on our website. What is your colonoscopy? Yeah, that's disgusting. You can have Brian put that one on. It'll have it'll have the most hits of any video on our website. Cause it's the only one. Yeah. Wow, you really set the bar low, huh? Hey, can only get better from there. <laughs> nice. Was there anything redeeming about the week that you had? Mm, I'm not working today. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty uh, cool. Oh uh, yeah. Nice, nice. What about you, guy? Um, <laughs> that's why I was hoping that you had at least something positive. I know. Um, not too much on my end, as a lot of our listeners probably know. My um, my dad passed away after we recorded last week. Um. And so, yeah, I've just been kind of, for the last probably like five or six days, just planning services and, you know, getting the service, getting through the service and stuff like that. So that's, that's been about my last seven days or last six days, whatever it is. But yeah. Got you. But I'm glad to be back, guys. I'm glad to be here. Um, But yeah, I think the most positive thing. That went through my week is you are one hell of a public speaker, my man. That was fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, man. Wardrobe. About halfway through the wake, I forgot everything that I was gonna say, and then it came back. <laughs> Wardrobe changes. <laughs> Dude, Dad would have loved that service. <laughs> everyone had, everyone was wearing Jets jerseys, Yankees jerseys. I was wearing a title belt. <laughs> Underneath, like, three <laughs> three sets of clothes. I was wondering why you were walking around funny. Man, I didn't even see you, like, before the service started. <laughs> like, until you commented that on the on the page that night, I was like, man, did, was Mitch able to make it back for the service? But, yeah, but all the seats were taken. I know. Dude, that, that place was packed. Packed. So I, was in, I was in the other room listening on the PA system. Nice. Were you hanging out with your dad? Yeah. Wearing a fucking DX jersey. 
<laughs> Yo, he came in like right before, and he like he was wearing one of those you know sweaters that unzips like quarter length, and he like unzips it down. And he's like, "Hey, man, you know, I didn't want to pull off my sweatshirt because of the shirt, but I wore this in your dad's." And I'm like, "Dude, take off your fucking sweatshirt, man! <laughs> I just found like 70x shirts of my dad's stuff." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I'm pretty sure he had that exact same one. Plus, Gus follows it up by not just wearing a DX jersey, but he's wearing jeans and moccasins. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with that guy. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. It's so <laughs> funny. And um, did you hear the, uh, <laughs> like, this is another thing where, like, my dad would have just been rolling on, like, just rolling around laughing. Did you hear how retarded that fucking priest was? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sitting up there, like, right in front of him. He comes up. He does the whole thing where he meets, like, the immediate family and stuff like that. And he uh, he goes to my sister and goes, I'm so sorry for the loss of your brother. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, he's going to introduce my sister as his, as his sister. You didn't even get introduced. I was like. <laughs> I know. And I'm the one that set up all everybody going up to speak. And I'm like, yep. all right, so I've got some stuff to say, and then I've got three more people. Motherfucker didn't even say my name. <laughs> it's just, he's like sitting there. He's like, he almost forgot half of his words. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, dad would find this so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish I, was, I wish I was in a room by myself because I would have laughed. <laughs> uh, my, my uncle Tim, like, um, three seats down from me uh, afterwards he told me he's like man it took everything in me he showed me his hand uh, like in between his like thumb and pointer finger where he was just digging his nails so, <laughs> digging his nails in to keep himself from laughing Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, man so that was that was my week and um, you know, with that <clears throat> what's that you know what I should have done right before what's we finish talking about that get what we do since you know he were just talking about how bad he was as a speaker and I talked about how good you were. Yeah. I should have yelled out what the fuck's the matter with you to the priest. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> it's <laughs> nice. Especially since you brought that up earlier. I'm like, don't say that, don't say that. Dude, <laughs> you should have said that to the priest. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck All right. is the matter with you? Stop um, talking about this and get into the cinematic universe. Oh, oh whoa, whoa, real quick. First off, this is going to date this episode, but I do want to give a quick happy Thanksgiving to everyone who may be listening. This isn't going to be uh, a Thanksgiving-centered episode, but I did want to just say that right away, and we hope that you guys have a fantastic time with your family. Um, and before getting into the show, Mitch, I do have a, I do have a voicemail, and I do want to talk real quick about the beer that I have. That works for me. My beer that I am drinking is a Greylock IPA. It is one of the greater good beers. It's from Worcester County, and it is 12%, so I'm starting today off (laughs) with a bang. (laughs) Sweet. Uh, You know know what really grinds my gears? What's that? Is all these beers that are made not in our area, stealing all our good names. I know. Dude, this even has like a picture of Mount Greylock on it. Yeah. And then when you look at all of the other buildings and like how it's all lined up with Greylock in the back, you yep. can tell that they've never even seen the area. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this being at twelve percent, 
is a dangerous beer because this tastes like it's like five percent, and I I feel like I could just slam through about ten of these and be shit faced by eleven. Do um, it. So I would give this in terms of what it is, the percentage. I, I would give this bad boy. Man, this is like this is like four and a half for me. This is this is really good. <laughs> what? I got the lights turned off on me in the studio. <laughs> and I just hey, heard. Caitlin. Oops, sorry. Click. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What are you drinking? I don't know if I kept it in. On, in on the hazelnut uh, coffee, or hazelnut? Yeah, so pizza hazelnut vodka in my coffee. Nice. Yeah, cool. it's it's fantastic. Cool. Um, okay. Hold on, I was going to say something else to you. Okay. It's them stealing the names. Oh, yeah, it was beer. Beer related, since I'm not okay. drinking beer. And I know there's some local people that listen, but not all the time. I emailed the Treehouse Brew Company okay. to try to get their beer on tap at the American Legion in North Adams. Oh, that'd be sweet. Mm-hmm. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Especially, it can't just be the hangar. <laughs> Plus, I mean, it'd, it'd you don't know how long their... it's going to be there. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah, it could have been just like a two or three keg buy just oh. uh, for a grand opening thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, well, we'll see. You'll have to let me know because I'll come up and pound one of those down with you, with you, dude. Yeah, I told your, told your championship partner that... <laughs> I was trying to do something special that'll get him to hang out there, but I didn't tell him what. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, it was worth a try. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I, um, I've i got a, a call pulled up. Yay. And it's uh, from Stephen Michael so, from Facebook. Okay. Just wanted to make sure from where. Hey, Nerdy Thursday. Stephen Michael from Facebook. Number one undisputed fan. Wanted to give you guys a quick call um, and just tell you what I'm thankful for. Well, first, I want to answer your question about the uh, pecan pie or the uh, pumpkin pie. I can't remember if I answered the same question or not. I feel like I did, although it might have been a dream. At any rate, definitely go with pumpkin pie. It is the number one undisputed Thanksgiving holiday treat and should be treated as such. Pecan pie, it's great. It's fantastic. Love me some pecan pie. But when you're coming to Thanksgiving, nothing, uh, nothing can top the king. And the king is pumpkin pie. Uh, at any rate, wanted to say what I'm thankful for for this holiday season, and it is to have met some awesome guys like you two, uh, as well as a host of other people online in the past year or so, kind of getting into uh, this online community, a little network of podcasts and different things. It's been real cool. So, yeah, uh, I'm just out here in Ohio living the dream. I uh, hope you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving, and looking forward to the next Gus slash See You Next Tuesday cast. Keep it nerdy. I think he dreamed that question. I don't remember asking that at all. Dude, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is all a dream. Because, <laughs> I, man, I was sitting there, as I was listening, I was like, did we even bring that up recently? Because <laughs> um, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't like pie, but maybe we did because I maybe I said that I brought down pie to DC last week. Oh, you did. Week. Yeah, you said pumpkin pie. Because I definitely brought down pumpkin pie, but I don't know where the pecan pie came from or pecan. Oh, whatever. 
I still don't listen but, to us uh, talk, so. <laughs> like, I'm not listening to you now, um, so. <laughs> yeah, when somebody tries show. to bring something up, I have no fucking idea what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, picking, uh, piggybacking off of what um, Stephen Michael just said. Man, I'm super. I'm super thankful for um, a lot of the same things as well, Stephen Michael. I over the last couple of years with all the amazing people that I've met through like online communities and through podcasting groups and stuff like that. I've really, you know, I've really opened up like the possibilities and like the places that I can go and know somewhere wherever I go, which is just kind of such a cool feeling. It's like, all right, well. Can I go to Kentucky? Oh, yeah. Oh, who can I see down there? Oh, blah, 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 blah. Or Ohio. Who can I see there? Blah, 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 blah. Indiana? Blah, 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 blah. London? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I, I think that's pretty effective. Cool. Do you have anything people? to th- be thankful for? I'm thankful for you. <laughs> that was adorable. I'm going to cry. <laughs> All right. Without further ado... We're getting into our cinematic universe. Okay, cool. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I thought you had more to say, but then you paused. (laughs) And then you awkwardly paused. And then you were still pausing. (laughs) I know. I thought that you were going to jump in. (laughs) No, no. It's like a pool. You got to test it with your toe first. Yeah. The water? Never right. can a baller. Well, I remember that for next time, but I don't know how you'll see my toe. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Ugh, Skype what, jokes. What are we talking about? <laughs> we are talking about Dodgeball, nice. a true underdog story. Yeah. And you know who that underdog is? And yeah, exactly. I don't know why they focus so much on Peter Lafleur. Can't catch a break. Guy's I don't know a, either. He's I don't a lazy not. piece of shit. Honestly, I think the only reason that they focused on Peter LaFleur for so long is that he somehow managed to get Kate. What's her last name? Is it Kate Beckett? Kate Beach. Yeah. He somehow managed to score Kate Beach, even though he is a lazy, unmotivated, ragtime loser. Ragtime loser? (laughs) Hello, (laughs) my baby. Hello, my darling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think I could think of it's like eight thirty in the morning and my head's a fog. <laughs> um, yeah, like I don't know how that happened. You've got White Goodman here, who is a put together guy, successful. He's changed his life from being a a fat slob, like a gross, gross fat slob, like fat bastard levels of gross, mm-hmm. and made himself into a temple. And built his world around that. And for some reason, she's just attracted to that ruffian. If we can go back to Peter LaFleur, though. This guy, like we said, is lazy and ragtimey and all sorts of stuff. But yeah. you know how he came about this gym, right? It was uh, obviously no. a hand-me-down from his dad after he didn't really do anything except ride the coattails of Brad Pitt's character and Mr. and Mrs. Smith while he was still living with his mom. Elaborate. Have you ever seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Years ago. It may come as a surprise, but I've actually <laughs> seen that movie. Alright. So him and Angelina Jolie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, 
are mm-hmm. international spies, and they have like their team behind yep. them, and they don't know the other one's a spy. Well, Vince okay. Vaughn plays Brad Pitt's like backup guy, and has like the weapons and st- some weapons and stuff in a shed and like a safe house. And Vince Vaughn's character lives with his mom. So after okay. all of that's resolved, and they're like, I think they end the movie either not as spies or whatever. But he needs to disappear, mm-hmm. so he takes over his dad's gym, and his dad's not in that movie, so his dad's already dead, and the gym is just there for him to take over. And that's why he drives it into the ground. He's fifty thousand dollars in debt because he doesn't know what he's doing, and that's where the movie starts. That's brilliant. That's that's brilliant. I feel like you spent entirely too much time <laughs> studying over other movies <laughs> than you did watching this one. <laughs> I didn't have to study that. It's just it's locked in there. <laughs> that's amazing. That's just a fact. That's just part of the Nerdy Thursday Extended Cinema exactly. Universe. <laughs> I, okay, I've got a question for you before we get into it. Now, if we're talking about ties and stuff, real quick, how long... Do you think it takes Peter LaFleur, after winning all of that money, right? How long do you think it takes before all of that money goes to his head? His relationship with Kate, like, just crumbles to the ground. She goes off with her girlfriend. And uh, Peter just gets into this depression and starts crashing weddings. Ooh. Wow. That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's it, yeah. I was like surprised you went. It's four you or five years. <laughs> four yeah. or five years. Cause I can see that, man. You can do a lot of money with like what is it, fifty million dollars? Yeah, five million. But still, that's well, enough guess, to that's yeah. enough to start uh, a lawyer's office that focuses on mediations, especially after losing somebody. And they're a lawyer, mm-hmm. so he got that little bit of background, and she helped him through law school. Oh, yeah. Golf clap. Yeah. Golf clap. That's fantastic. Good, because a regular clap would just blow out the speakers. I know, and I'm super worried about the crackles and pops. <laughs> now, the real question is, if we get back to our hero, yeah, how long is it between him owning that camp with that breakdown that we already talked mm-hmm. about? Heavyweights. And then yep. opening this gym... Where if you watch the infomercial in the first couple minutes, he's got some crazy-ass things he does within those walls. So he's still kind of riding that crazy train. But mm-hmm. how long do you think it is in between Man. those? Because, you know, he's all wrapped up in that blanket and drove off at the end. <laughs> Dude, he's a fucking Looney Tune, man. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait till we get into some of the shit that he does through this movie. <laughs> but I would say, I mean, it's been... Um, when this movie came out, it was probably... It was like 12 years, like, timeline-ish between movies. Okay. Right? About, because this came out in, like, 2002. I'll say, I this say. is... And that came out in, like, 99. This is real-life timeline? Yeah, yeah, 11 to 10, 10 to 12 years. Okay. So in between that, he had a bunch of he has a bunch of different roles that probably fill in the gaps between his his little breakdown at the end of Heavyweights to him kind of stabilizing, changing his name to you know, become probably a trusted figure 
again and uh, opening up Globo Gym. I would say... I bet he opens up Globo Gym after the secret life of Walter Mitty. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called Globo Gym. I, I've never seen that movie. Oh, okay. Well, Ben Stiller is this guy <laughs> who's like jealous that everybody does other stuff and he's just kind of an office guy. And then mm-hmm. he like, oh, I can and then see he like then. dreams about doing all this adventurous stuff. And I don't remember if it's okay. just the dreams or he actually ends up going on an adventure. You know what? I can see that because if he had that break and nobody trusts him, you know, he was on he was on the news. Everybody probably knew his face for a while. Um, I could imagine that after that he became kind of a homebody. He got an office job where pretty much, you know, your face just blends in with yep. everybody. And until he got the courage to overcome that and open Globo Gym. So I would say in the real lifetime uh, timeline where it's about 10 to 12 years, I would say that probably about lines up with how long it took for him to open up Globo Gym. Gotcha. I'm sure in that timeline, his dad passed away at some point, left him a shitload of money. Okay. Yeah, that, you know? that works. All right. You ready to get into this? I'm cringing just talking about this this Peter LaFleur guy. Me too. Guy. All right. So, movie. Boom. Movie opens up. Average Joe's gym is on the verge of shutting down or being shut down because they haven't paid Jack shit in like what? What'd she say? Like five years? He hasn't even collected membership fees in like. Well, here's two the thing. Years. He doesn't. That's he doesn't insane. know what he's doing. But is, yeah. they're not really getting shut down. Yeah, getting foreclosed. Well, I think. White Goodman is sending her over there to get all that stuff figured out and realized, so he can take the building and he can use that for a parking lot for his gym and tear down the shittiness that's across the street. Because even when they zoom out, it looks like, you know, this beautiful building you would see in, like, New York City where everything's got to look nice in, like, you know, the main touristy parts. And then yeah. you have global, or average Joe's that looks like any building given, any given, any given building in North Adams. So Like some shit yeah. warehouse. <laughs> So, of course, you want to tear it down and put up a parking lot. So he buys out the second mortgage on the gym. Yeah. Which gives Average Joe's... One month. 30 days to pay off $50,000 or White Goodman owns the gym. Now, these guys go run the gamut of everything that you could possibly imagine to raise money. Uh, most importantly, a car wash. Yeah. I feel like that's a. I feel like that's a fantastic way to raise fifty thousand dollars. That's what I should do for the Legion too. Um, you should. You should actually also wear that speedo and just have a, just a a, a Brillo pad of pubes hanging out. I'm the not a side, bushy guy like that one character did. <laughs> I'm not a very hairy individual. I think we've talked about this before, and I don't. <laughs> I tried to bring it up. As I don't often feel as the possible. need to. <laughs> I don't feel the need to walk down this. Especially path again. during, especially if I was going to wear a speedo for a car wash, I'd manscape. I'd go get that weird, awkward patch of back hair I have waxed off. I'd probably hit. What? Oh, I probably oh, want to hit the gym. I thought you were talking about the fact beforehand. that you had. 
Yeah. That's funny. That's Going back to what I said earlier. So they end up doing that. Me. Tubby. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so they so they end up doing the car wash, sets them back even more money. They chat about other ways, completely reasonable ways to raise some more money. You know, selling blood and semen. Not together, of course, but selling blood and semen. And I think, I, I really think, thinking back, that's the only two avenues that they thought to go down to, to go down to make this money. You know, not go to a bank, maybe, to get a business loan. Why would they do that? There's no uh, income coming into the gym. They would get denied. Yeah, but it could be somebody else who worked there, because it seems like that that nerdy dweeb, um, whatever Gordon? his name is, with the big old glasses. Yeah, Gordon. It looks like he's a pretty smart guy who might have um, some business knowledge, and he could just go to the bank and say that he's opening up a Plus a he's got some cash, because... Yeah, that mail order bride. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That was hilarious. Hell for love, hell for love. Um, but so they instead he brings up the fact that there's going to be a dodgeball tournament because he follows um, obscure sports. What, what's quarterly. that newspaper? Dude, you're killing it right now. You are killing it. You are beating through the fog that's my mind right now, and just like tearing down walls. Love it. So he says, we should play dodgeball. And all that takes to get into the Las Vegas uh, Open is to just win a regional qual- qualifiers match. And, uh, yeah, through some techni- tech, uh, technicalities, they beat a couple of Girl Scouts. <laughs> so. <laughs> good, good point to bring that up. It was, man, this movie's... So good point to bring that up. <laughs> Man, this this movie is just like it's line after line of just super humorous yet ridiculous situations. Like, how do you play a bunch of Girl Scouts who are vicious and cerebral, and then you lose to them, and then somehow make it in because one of them is on Beaver Tranquilizer? Because Peter Lafleur is a dirtbag and still has some of his spy stuff and drug that poor little girl. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. This is my cinematic universe. Oh my god. Uh yeah, so all the while, um White Goodman, our our hero here, has been watching and spying on them because I mean, why wouldn't you? You're about to buy the gym that's next to you and from a bunch of scumbags and you know they're up to something. I'd put a fucking camera in my in my standout cutout of myself that I sent over to him as well. Sweet. You know? So do you have a camera set up at Brouhaha? No. Why? I don't know. In case you guys wanted to buy it. What? what turned it into a marketplace. What's Brouhaha? Cafe up here. Hey. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not worried about them. <laughs> right across the street from Mass Mocha. Great location. Interesting. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no clue. I wish I got that reference the first time, because then it wouldn't have been awkward. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Then they start uh, building their team and actually practicing. And we skipped over the fact that it, they just had learned about dodgeball in school, so they had this sweet video to watch. 
and then turns out the guy who is in the video is also a super scumbag and patches yeah. oil ham and i like to think i don't know if they explain it in the movie i don't remember i like to think he's part of a freak dodgeball accident that's why his legs don't work anymore so he's in the wheelchair <laughs> and he joins up with this group of retards and teaches them all about dodgeball through crazy tactics dodging wrenches and blindfolded duck and dodge traffic and dodge all sorts of nonsense yeah. so what that that moment uh, moment that Gordy got hit by like three cars i think it's one of the funniest moments of this movie yeah they do a good job with the slapstick especially when they yeah. do like the compilations of getting hit with the balls cuz there's only so many ways you could do it yeah very true so while Globo Dream, while all of this go, is going on, um, Michelle, uh, who is White Goodman's fitness consigliere, is that what he says? Is that the word? That's got to be the word. If it's not, I'm making it a word. Is watching the videotapes quickly print out a couple of screen captures because he's got a he's got a picture of Kate hucking a ball right at White Goodman White Goodman's cutout face. And runs it over to uh, runs it over to White, and White's like, you know what? I've got some ties. I've got some ties to this community. Just you know, well-off guy. His dad was a major member of all of the communities. I imagine like all of the communities, all, all every community in the United States. White Goodman's yep. dad had ties. You know, probably the sexual harassment and sexual assault tie community too. Probably With everybody everybody coming out in Hollywood and. Senators yeah. and everywhere, so a hundred percent. And you know, within the last like two weeks, White Goodman's got smacked with so many accusations. <laughs> <laughs> if this movie is any indicator, because uh, I love White Goodman, but man, <laughs> some of his antics made me a little uncomfortable. But that's neither here nor here, here nor there. As of like four months ago, he was the hero of this movie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so he's like you know what we're gonna form a dodgeball team and we're gonna beat these idiots because they're not gonna get their gym back this is my gym i'm expanding my parking lot over to average joe's spot and then he does the greatest thing ever go on new york yankees his dodgeball team oh yeah he goes out and buys the deadliest woman to ever play dodgeball (laughs) and then he brings in some of my favorite people. The American Gladiators. Laser. Blazer. It's fantastic. Why wouldn't you do that? I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Those so, those guys were actually in American Gladiators? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Every time I've watched this movie, I'm like, those guys, they're they are clearly just ribbing on American Gladiators with these names. I didn't realize that those were the actual guys. Yeah. And that, that makes complete sense. They look like they're American Gladiators. Yeah, so you have a team <laughs> full of who the gym teachers in high school would make captains. Yeah. And their main rival for this tournament, and the only reason they entered it, is for, like, six different high schools' last picks. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so, like, this in this already just doesn't make any sense. I, I also love, like, the lineup of White Goodman's team. 
everybody is like a full like Ben Stiller's a short guy. So oh, yeah. looking at that lineup and seeing that everyone's at least like a clear foot taller than him is hilarious. Like him standing next to Michelle every scene in this movie and Ben Stiller's head coming up to like Michelle's shoulder cracks me up. Absolutely cracks me up. It's so funny because there's a couple of scenes where it's just like they're standing side by side and 90% of Michelle's head is cut off on the screen and then it's just like White Goodman down here. <laughs> and so it's hilarious. Um, yeah. So, uh, next thing we know, they get through all of the stuff that they're doing in terms of, you know, uh, getting placed with original wildfires. They head on down to Las Vegas. They somehow end up in, like, S&M gear because their shit got... shipping air. Got sent to the wrong stuff. That was kind of weird, but I didn't mind seeing Kate... Kate Beach in it. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'm not even into that kind of stuff. But you just lied. <laughs> <laughs> she looked good in leather. <laughs> That's be all. Man, Brian is bo- blowing up my phone right now. Me too. Jeez, Louise! Like it's popping up on my computer screen. I'm like, oh, go away! You're so distracting. What a jerk. Yeah. So they end up uh, making it into the thing, and they somehow. Just continue to, um, they just continue to plow through every, all of their competition. And this was like one of the greatest montages when they're going through, um, like Globo Gym and the Average Joe. It's like, it's just running through, and it's like you see them kind of struggle, and then you go over and you see the montage of Globo Gym just annihilating everybody. Yeah. That, that was, I thought that was pretty great. Um, yeah, and they end up, so Peter ends up, because he's a complete dirtbag, ends up taking a bribe. From, it wasn't even a bribe. It was a fair offer. Oh, yeah. It was a payout. It's not even a bribe. It's a payout. So he takes a payout to just, he's like, I'll give you $100,000 for your gym right now. So, sign it over. And he does. And then he doesn't even fucking show up for his team until that cheating bitch uh, Lance, whatever the fuck his name is, Lance Armstrong talks him back into it because he starts talking about cancer in his nutsack, but somehow leaves out the whole steroid thing, and mm-hmm. uh, he ends up going back and somehow beats White Goodman one on one blindfolded and says that he bet on his fucking team. Like, how do you like? How unethical is that? Yeah, you gotta be a dirtbag. Like, you don't bet on your team. Like, you just put, you just took your $100,000. Okay. First off, your team never should have won. So, you going and putting $100,000 on your team to win, stupid. You're dumb. Like, like, you're just stupid. You literally took, you should have lost everything. You should have lost your gym. You should have lost all of that money. You should have lost the respect of everyone around you for everything that transpired in the last day. But no, you somehow get the girl, you get all that money, you take that, put it in a stake into Globodrum, become a a majority owner. I don't know how $5 million does that, (laughs) because Globodrum seems like it's fucking huge. 
but become a majority stakeholder for $5 million and then fire White Goodman and send him into this downward spiral that makes him eat all of his feelings. Right? <sighs> Man, I've got so many feelings about the way that transpired. Oh, it makes me angry. <laughs> You're all fired up, ready to go. <laughs> and I could I could enter a dodgeball tournament right now and and just cream a whole bunch of little Girl Scouts, man. I swear to God. Uh, let's go ahead and rephrase that. <laughs> That's getting cut out. <laughs> no, it's not. You don't have time to edit it. We got to get this out now. <laughs> I know. Um. Yeah, so that's basically that's basically the story. I mean, it has the it has the theme of like Kate Beach kind of going through, feeling kind of disrespected by White Goodman, but somehow going for the you know she caught the scent of a lesser stag and went after Pete Lafleur, and that becomes a story for some reason. The uh, you know the little cheerleader boy there, Justin Long's character. Ends up shacking up with that with that cheerleader, getting her prego. Patches O'Hulahan dead, and man, I feel like that's really all that was resolved out of everybody's characters. Yeah, basically, <laughs> just crazy. But I want to know from you, uh, what are a couple of your favorite moments from this movie? Because there's like uh, so much that we skipped, but like so much that we skipped are just such memorable moments. Well, yeah, but we skipped this stuff, and uh, there's now a new buzz behind me, maybe. The heater just kicked on because I'm in the basement. I can see it a little bit, so. Um, There's a lot of different things that we did skip over, but that's because we like to focus on our hero. Yeah. The funny thing about this movie, though, our hero isn't the star. Right. The star of this movie is Jason Bateman in Pepper. Yeah, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Every time that guy opens... Like his mouth, you want to turn up the the TV. <laughs> yeah, man, Ouchtown population, you bro. <laughs> Yo, that was so funny. Like when I was watching that last week, and you you came and you're like, "Is that Jason Bateman?" It's so weird seeing him in such a doofus role. Yeah, especially because like all the stuff he does now. Yeah, like he's usually just a straight laced character who's kind of a smart ass. Yeah. Like, he's got some good lines, but, man, he's that guy. He's that burnt-out stoner that you remember from, like, high school that's just, like, leaning over the table, just like, hey, man, what's going on? guy just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, no shits. No shits were given. Um, So he's fucking fantastic, and he, he really just drives it home. That last whole, like, third of the movie when they're in Vegas... You're right, man. Every time he opens his mouth, it's just pure gold. Pure gold. Uh, I think the other person that had... I think our hero of the movie had the other memorable lines. And that's why... Another reason why I don't get why Peter LaFleur is like regarded as the hero in this for so many people. Because every time he says something, he's just... he's He comes off as a dick. <laughs> you know? Whereas... But White Goodman's kind of like that aloof, kind of like lovable, lovable goofball, you know? Yeah. Where he like, he's kind of retarded, you know, but he has the best intentions. So he'll be sitting there and, you know, for him, he coming from being a fat boy, for him, he knows that food is his weakness. Food is his Achilles heel. 
So, like, he tries to do some straight fucking clockwork orange shit to make himself not want to eat food. Like, he's got... He's got elect- he's got clamps on his nipples hooked up to like a battery and a button and he's sitting there like with a donut. He's like, Go ahead, just just take a bite, big boy. Just just take a bite. Take a bite. And he like he gets the donut closer and closer and closer until he electrifies his nipples. He's like, it's like how do you not just find that adorable? That's <laughs> cute. Like this guy's just so dumb, but it's cute. Or like Oh man, like it's a, it's his weakness, but it's like also his fetish, man. Like, there's a point where I'm pretty sure he's jerking off with a pizza pizza. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's got a piece of pizza just shoved down his spandex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just it's in his own office. I can't fault him for that. Like, like if I had an office that I could probably lock and only one person had a way to get in. I'd probably jerk off in my office, but, you know, the piece of pizza, that's kind of weird. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, do you have any other uh, fun thoughts or memories about this, uh, or quotes or anything that you remember on this movie? No, sir. All right. Did but you, you know what it? I like to, you know what I like to think? What's that? So you brought up Justin Long's character? Yeah. You know what I like to think about him? Mm, please tell me what you think about him. It doesn't work out with the head cheerleader, and she runs off with the baby, which gets him all depressed, and he ends up in Canada, and that's how he becomes a walrus. I've never seen that movie either, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, don't watch it. it yeah, awful. I heard it's bad. That's why I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> No, I can't really say that because like ninety percent of the movies that I say I haven't seen, like they're considered good. So what's my excuse there? Uh, <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, man, I can't even remember what else he's been in. What else has Justin Long been in? Bunch of different stuff, such as. Good question. Who cares? I do. I am. I am DBing that right now. So you go ahead and talk. Okay. Sean. Mitch. On a scale of 1 to 27, of red rubber dodgeballs to the nuts. Why did you say 27? Are we foregoing the bowl now? No, but I was saying ball and bowl, and it was just going to be hard. Oh. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to stumble through it. <laughs> hey, man, you're honest. Fucking A, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, see? Watch. <clears throat> Sean, on a scale of 1 to a bowl of balls to the nuts. Actually, yeah. Sean, on a scale... Of one to a bowl of balls to the balls. <laughs> How many balls to the balls would be in your bowl? <laughs> this is such a fucked up thing. You see why uh, I said 27? <laughs> I would give this on sheer rewatchability alone because of how enjoyable this movie is. I'd give it, I'd give it 24 balls to the balls in my bowl. <laughs> A good number of bowl. That's a good number of balls in your bowl to go to the balls. <laughs> on a scale of one to a bowl of pints of blood that nobody makes you bleed your own of. Blood. <laughs> How many pints of blood that nobody makes you bleed your own blood of? <laughs> Would you give this movie? For... <laughs> Pints of blood that nobody makes me bleed my own blood of. 
I would give it also 24 out of 27 in my bowl of pints of blood that nobody makes me bleed my own blood of. <laughs> such a fucking random man. And that that's just like such another great part of this movie when she just slammed his face. It's like, nobody makes me bleed, bleed my own blood. Snaps his finger. Michelle co- rolls up on this little, like, moped Vespa. thing. Vespa, yeah. A little Love Vespa. It. He gets on the back, and he just gives them the finger as they slowly ride off. It's like, that's just pure visual comedy gold. That's beautiful. That, that's beautiful right there. But, um, yeah. I feel like that was about a minute wasted. <laughs> yeah, basically. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving! <laughs> Go to our website. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let's wrap it up. That, that was fun. We got some family stuff to go and do, but we just wanted to get this out for you guys because we love you. Um, as always, I want to give a quick shout-out to calbungabreakfast.bandcamp.com, also known as GlitchCat7. He does our theme song, The Invention, on every Thursday. Quick shout-out to Brian. Who will do this logo on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> when are we putting this up? <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Looks like I'll change that on Monday. <laughs> um... Yeah, quick shout out to him because, you know, without him we wouldn't have the logos, we wouldn't have the website, and uh, he he just fucking rocks. You guys, in terms of the website, should all go to nerdythursday.com because it has all of our backlog of all of our episodes, and you can actually use our search function to go and find exactly what you want to see, such as Dadcast, which is episode eight. Um, yeah. Mm, that also has social media links so they'll take you to our Facebook, Twitter stuff like that, but that also takes you to our Patreon page Mitch, which you asked me earlier what I was thankful for and I was saving it till then we're thankful for you guys who are giving us money every month and we're up to a decent amount of money and we're right around where we wanted to be savings wise for that soundboard mm-hmm. so let's go ahead and jump on that yeah, I think I in the episode that we lost a couple of weeks ago, we had we had actually mentioned that we found a soundboard that we wanted to get in the beginning of December. So exactly, you guys right around the corner. Looking forward to that. But yeah, I um, want to say we're thankful for that. If you don't give us money, we're still thankful for you to listen. Mm-hmm. And if you want to start giving us money, we are at Patreon.com/slash Nerdy Thursday. Also on the website, like Sean said. Yep. What the hell is going on out there? Okay, I'll cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic day with family. And until next time, we're better than you. And we know... Oh, wait. Wrong one. Keep Keep it it nerdy. nerdy. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Sean. Yeah. Mitch. <coughs> add five pounds to the lady scales before you leave today. Will do. In 1952, the world was a darker place. There were only six days in the week, not seven like we know today. And everybody walked around wearing clothes that were painted gray. And they were sad almost all the time. Back in 1952, there were six days in the week.
could never know which day was the one for you. But I do. In 1965, somebody became alive and they had a great idea to make a brand new day. It was called Nerdy Thursday and it was a day for all the people across the world who played D&D and Magic the Gathering and had land parties and it was their very own day for them. The world was big and cruel cold and gray and sad but nerdy thursday came up and made everybody glad because after that they had a whole lot more stuff to do with their minds and they left the gray old square world behind nerdy thursday you're the man i hope you'll be my friend